Well, hello, it's Scarlett. Welcome to Hot in Arizona. It is hot and muggy. You know, the hot's okay, but the muggy, that's not right. That's that's not right. But we're right in the, well, I'm not going to say we're in the middle of monsoon season, but boy, our monsoons have really, really kicked off well this season so far. Even Even where I live, in my little bubble, it has broken through the barrier a couple of times, and we actually got some action here. The other night, and I know, I know so many of you, you're like, oh, come on, we've been getting rain every day, and and things have been blowing around, but in in my little vortex, it doesn't rain here. I can literally watch the storm come in, split apart, go around my house. Now, I do have two mountain ranges flanking me. It goes around there, and then it comes back together. It is on the rare occasion when the storm is strong enough that it blows straight through my little valley, and I actually see rain. I can have, like, my friends that live three miles away are like, oh my gosh, it's pouring, and I'm getting literally nothing. But, past few times, let me tell you, the last uh, last week we had it really kind of kind of bad. Uh, I really wasn't expecting it, but we had winds up to 80 miles an hour here, and uh, we really paid the price. There's a house behind me. Their whole roof is covered by plastic now, and... Um, I did lose uh, some some tiles off my roof. Luckily, they were just ones on the edge, but uh, it was pretty close to the pool, which that would have been a mess. My patio furniture ended up in the pool, and I did lose part of a tree. Again, I don't know how this happened. In my little area that I lived, uh, we had, like, they said they lost 300 trees approximately. I lost part of one of mine. Apparently, it snapped off and then just went flying into the street. It, I had a car parked under it. It could have hit the car, but no, it it went around. It was a polite, a polite tree all the way out into the street, uh, kind of thankfully, I guess. And, of course, that morning I woke up to the sound of chainsaws and wood chippers. But the monsoons are here. And, of course... All us Arizonans are going to say it. We need that rain. We need it desperately. Our lakes are at 60%. Um, I mean, they're, they're finding boats and dead bodies. And, you know, they're finding all kinds of things because the water level is so low. Some of our lakes are completely gone. And it's really very scary. It's really very scary. So I am glad for the monsoons. I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that, that we're getting some of that rain. Of course, you know... I don't want to get it all at once, uh, but I am glad to have this rain. But it's not going to be enough. So that's that's just the way that is. But I wanted to talk to you about monsoons because, um, you know, some of my friends, they, they had some damage to their homes. They had damage to uh, their backyards. One of my friends lost, well, she didn't completely lose it, but her shed was dismantled and uh, stacked neatly in her backyard somewhat 
there's a shed down the road from from my house. You know, turn a couple corners and there's a shed that's in one of our common areas that came from somebody's backyard. Nobody's claimed it as of yet. I don't know. Maybe the landscapers will start using it. But it's crazy what can happen. But there are things that, that we can do because we it's not like we don't know it's coming. I don't know about you, but I get alerts on my phone at the most ungodly hours and the noise that that alert makes. But it does let me know, hey, this is serious. You better pay attention. It's coming. And I do try to keep up on a lot of this stuff anyway. I'm just not big on surprises. And I want to be able to protect my home uh, as much as I can. So, you know, we know to just kind of keep an eye on this stuff. And we can tell, right? We know when that monsoon's coming. You can you can see it way off in the distance. You know, I, I used to work um, for the Highway Patrol. And, well, and actually, I used to work for another agency. It was a small city agency. It's a bigger agency now because the city is huge. But we used to get a lot of phone calls um, from just people very concerned. And because we were the primary answers of 911, we fielded a lot of these calls, so they may have been on the highway, even though that wasn't our jurisdiction. We would try to help out. And I, I would have people calling very concerned about the monsoon. We understand it's monsoon season, and we have people driving through there, or my, my kids are going to be driving through, or you know, what can we expect? What should we do? And uh, they were really very frightened of it. Of course, up north, it was a little bit different than it is down in the valley, but I would tell them to not be too, too concerned because technically all a monsoon is, is the reversal of the wind direction. So normally we get the wind from the west and then poof, monsoon season comes, we're getting it from the east. And of course that brings the, the winds and the rains. And up north, it didn't last very long. I mean, seriously, it was just kind of a joke that, you know, you get 15 minutes of rain in the afternoon every day. And that's kind of the way it was. Sometimes it was a little bit longer, but it, it really doesn't last that long. The problem is it just it just hammers home, at, right, in that 15 minutes. It's just this deluge of water. And uh, so, sure, pull off, you know, be prepared. Have something to do in your car. Maybe, you know, pack a... Uh, a deck of cards or something, something to just keep you occupied for a little bit while you're waiting this storm out. Um, however, now that I've been down, down in the valley, man, you can really see these storms coming from way off in the distance. And what comes first? Yeah, buddy, that dust. Ugh. Holy cow. Don't be caught outside with that, man. Get in the house. That is, I can be outside and it just, it hits really quickly. It really does. It'll hit quickly. That dust just whoosh. And it's like, wow, wait, you know, it was way off in the distance a minute ago. And then the next day I'm like down for the count because just breathing in all that dust just wreaks havoc. It's horrible. But we do get that dust first. So we know pretty soon that water's coming. So it's important to make sure that that we're prepared, that we have things ready. I, <laughs> and for all this preparedness, and for as many years as I've been dealing with monsoons, I don't know what it was that made me think it was okay to leave my lawn furniture 
out by the pool. I knew better than that. But luckily it didn't go far. It just went into the pool and promptly sunk to the bottom. So it was easy to find. But make sure, from now on you better believe I'm making sure, that it is it is put away. Because there's just no sense. If if this wind had been just a little bit stronger, it would have taken it over, over the fence. And then my neighbor would have had new furniture. And see, that, that just wouldn't have been fair at all. So make sure that you're bringing in your patio furniture. Make sure that you're securing any objects that could blow away or, or cause damage. Even I have a little, um, just it's a very little shed and it's on my patio, but it was enough to keep the pool equipment and, um, you know, those um, pool floaties and the noodles and, and all that stuff. It's just barely enough to, to keep that stuff okay. But even when it's full, the wind can still kind of knock it around. So I do have to make sure that that is secured. I just don't want things flying around my, my backyard. And also, I always make sure that we have plenty, plenty of flashlights on hand. We have so many flashlights in this house. Oh my gosh, seriously. Ah, I can make like a, a bouquet of flashlights. I love flashlights. My kids always love flashlights growing up. They love to play with flashlights. Is that a kid thing? I don't know, but they loved it. So I always, even to this day, um, even though you know they're not around to play with flashlights, I always make sure I have plenty of batteries and flashlights, just just in case. Now, I'm I'm gonna try not to regret saying this. Uh, I got I'm surrounded by wood, so I'm gonna knock on wood. But my house, I don't I don't know. There must be I don't know what the deal with the electricity is. Maybe because it's a, a newer area and the, you know, the whole little junction station, whatever it is out there, the transformers are all newer. I don't know. But so far, we have not lost any power. Again, knock on wood, uh, we haven't lost that power. But people just a mile down the road will lose it for hours. So... I haven't had to experience it. I'm glad, but I'm always prepared for that. And years ago, my my kids, holy cow, you know, I'm always like, oh, what can I do for stocking stuffers? And they're boys. And so they're, you know, it's not like they're little anymore where you could just get some Hot Wheels and Play-Doh or whatever and shove it in their Christmas stockings. Well, not that I would, but Santa, you know, Santa did that. So... I got these little things as they got older. I got all these little, like, preparedness things. Because uh, they used to go hiking and camping and whatnot. And, and so I got the little crank radio. And it's like a crank radio and flashlight. And you crank it to give the power. It's not battery operated. You crank it. And it's not hard to crank and it doesn't take much. But it really is kind of fun to have on hand. And it will help out if... You're not able to get on your computer. And for me, of course, I always, it's like, I don't want to use my phone because I'm afraid it's going to die and I don't want that to happen. So um, that's just kind of a, a fun thing. And, you know, it, it just comes in comes in handy. And we haven't lost power. So once a year I, I take them out and I play with them and make sure they all work and, and whatnot. Um, and it's important also, like, lightning. We get, oh, man, do we get lightning. We get a lot of lightning. I think that one of the best things about Arizona is just 
watching those light shows, right? Just being able to, well, shouldn't be out there watching. You know, I got hit by lightning once, and they say once you get hit one time, then it kind of ups it, and you could get hit even more. So I, I try to stay inside, don't want to be out there, um, because lightning can hit from like 10 miles away. Like the storm could be 10 miles away, and lightning could hit you. Seriously, that's that's how lightning works, right? It's just helter-skelter. Who knows? Willy-nilly out there. Um, so it's important to just kind of stay. If you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Don't, don't do it. Um, our winds here, the wind kicks up. It can exceed like 40 miles an hour. Like I said, we had 80 miles an hour wind here, which I just think is just crazy. Uh, the strongest one that we that we've had has been like a hundred mile an hour straight line wind gust. I mean that that that's like having a tornado. It it's just craziness. Craziness. But so it's important to just kind of be prepared. Like I said, I had that uh, the hand crank radio and it comes with a flashlight. It's little, they're cute as can be. Um they come in all different colors. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Amazon for like, I don't know, 20 bucks or so. Just kind of cool to have. They even have them where you can plug your, your cell phone into it and charge your cell phone, which is also kind of a cool thing. Um, you can also have like um, the the battery packs for cell phones. I have a couple of those, and that only because I did a lot of recording uh, with my cell phone, especially if I was out and about, if I wasn't in my car, I had that extra bank that, you know, just that little charging bank. And you plug them in, they're good for like 10 hours worth of charge. You can get those. They also have the solar chargers because after, after that rain is gone, poof, the sun comes out. And then it's just hot and muggy and sunny. I don't know how people in the South do it. I, you know, my family's from the South. I could not live there. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I don't want to, I don't want to chew my air before I swallow it. It's horrible. And ours isn't near as bad. I don't know how they do it. But, you know, get yourself a little portable cell phone charger. They're really pretty cool. Um, one thing that is really cool and I know that we have different different power companies here. Um, mine personally is APS. I know, what's that other one? SRP? I don't know about SRP. I've never had to deal with them. I have not looked at their website. But APS has a pretty good darn website. And it has a lot of good information for you to go and check out. They have this, this one area that... It's an outage map, and you do not have to have an account on APS to, to see this stuff. You can go to their outage map, and it will show you where their outages are. And if you click on, it's got them, they're like numbered. And if you click on the little dot there, um, it'll tell you like how many people it's affecting, um, how, how long that it's going to be. And, and they'll even tell you like what caused it. Like right now, there is one in the city of Whitman. Um, it's affecting approximately 294 people and it's supposed to be restored 
sometime tonight. Now, I'm reading this on Wednesday. So it's supposed to be done like at 9.20 in the evening on Wednesday. And uh, they're troubleshooting it to see what caused it. They don't even know. They don't even know what caused it. But it is kind of a cool thing to be able to take a look at that and and see um, see what it, what it's going on. A couple other things. Now, I didn't know this. This is kind of interesting. Again, you want to be like all prepared and stuff, right? I remember one time in California, um, we used to have like brownouts and stuff in California, which makes me laugh that they want to go to all these electric cars and they can't even they can't even provide all this energy just to homes. But when I was little, we would have brownouts and you know the rolling blackouts in California. And sometimes it would be pretty hot. And I remember my mom setting up this little, um, she had this like uh, battery operated fan and she would put this block of ice in front of it. She swore by it. Okay. I mean, it, it kind of worked if you sat right next to the block of ice or if you sat on it and then it wasn't too bad. But so here's what I found out from APS. Okay, again, I don't know about SRP. You have to check that out yourself. But APS, if you're a customer and you had a power outage and so you like rushed over to QT or Circle K and got you some bags of ice, if that outage lasts 10 hours or longer, APS will refund you for up to 40 pounds of ice. Now, I know ice isn't that expensive, but how cool is that? Well, it'd be very cool because ice is freezing, but I did not know they would do that. I thought that that's, that's pretty darn handy dandy. They also tell you things like if you do um, have your power go out, <laughs> one of the things that kind of cracked me up is that if it's just your house and nobody else's, you know, maybe it's because you didn't pay your bill. But that's not what they said. They said that maybe it's the circuit breaker. Uh, but they said to unplug all your unnecessary electrical equipment and appliances. And that way it protects them from the electrical spikes. And then once power comes back on, kind of give it five or ten minutes and then plug everything back in just to kind of save your, your appliances and stuff. And, of course... Um, they had you know ways ways to prepare, and one of their things was to have the flashlights and the batteries in handy locations. Now that's that's the big thing. Have it in a handy location because there is no sense in you having to get up and fumble through the dark to go find your stuff. Right? Have it by you. If have one have one by your bed. Have some in the kitchen, and you know if you're in a living room and you're watching TV, have one. Just keep one like in a in the end table at the coffee table or something. Tuck it in the cushions of your couch. Who knows? But always just keep it kind of handy. Another thing that I did not know, that if you use life support medical equipment that requires electricity, you can register it with APS on their medical preparedness program. And that alerts them that your home has these specific, uh, specific needs in the event of an outage. I thought that was fantastic. Good for them, right? Also, now I've run into this before, even without having a power outage, my garage door broke. You should always know how to open your garage door. If it's an automatic door, 
there is this little, well, mine is this little chain that you pull and it disengages it so you can lift the garage door so that if you do need to leave the home, you can get your car out of the garage. Uh, it's just kind of an important thing to know. Just in case of any emergency, it's a good thing. Good thing. And again, then make sure that your phone is fully charged. I always charge my phone at night. And then again, you can have your portable chargers and uh, that makes it very, very handy. Another thing that comes in handy are the um, battery powered fans. That's what my mom had when she was blowing, blowing that on the iceberg there. And you can get them super cheap. Uh, you can get them like less than 20 bucks. They have them at Walmart. Uh, they have a, kind of a nice one at Walmart that I saw. And it's either battery or it can run off of an electrical cord as well. So that's kind of nice. And then, of course, Amazon has them under 20 bucks. Super handy, dandy, and, and good to have. Uh, one of the things that um, APS had said was that um, food can be stored for like four hours uh, in the refrigerator and even longer if the freezer. That's only if the doors are kept closed. You cannot browse and say, well, what are we going to do? No. But if you just keep them closed, you can get up to four hours for the fridge and longer for the freezer, which is pretty good. Um, if you need more information on that, of course, you can always go to foodsafety.gov. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was, you know, had a power outage, and I'm thinking, well, heck, I got all this stuff in the freezer and whatnot. First thing I'm going to do, well, I'm going to make sure that that ice cream does not go bad. And that is going to bring us to what is hot in Arizona. Now, I don't have ice cream in my freezer. I'm just, I don't need a whole lot of it. To me, it's just kind of a special treat when you're out and about. Well, we were out and about, let me tell you. And we happened upon a little place in Goodyear called Sweet Snow. Sweet Snow. It is amazing. Um, I, I'm going to try and explain this. I'm going to try. So my son, uh, he, he speaks Japanese. He's, he... Uh, has an interest in in Asian culture and so when I saw this place I had no idea what it was but apparently it's a thing over there and he called it and I hope I don't butcher this taiyaki basically it is uh, taiyaki is a is a cookie and it is a little fish shaped cookie and what they have done here is they have put ice cream in this little fish-shaped cookie. Holy moly. Oh, man. Okay, so they have different flavors, and, and I guess every week they change up their flavors, but this week their flavors were vanilla, uh, chocolate brownie, um, taro, and matcha. So I had a taro and matcha swirl in this little cookie. Now, the trick about this little cookie there's like little pockets inside this little cookie and you can get different flavors in these little pockets. Uh, my son, he got, um, he got a bean paste, 
which is very traditional. It's a red bean paste. And then uh, I got, I think I got, I, mine was vanilla because with the ice cream, the taro and the matcha and the cookie, it's all very, very sweet. And so I was afraid the Nutella would have been too much and so would the chocolate. So I, I was hoping the vanilla would kind of counterbalance that. It was still all very sweet. Uh, being diabetic, it probably wasn't the best thing. It did make me happy. I am happy. And um, it was very filling. This thing was huge. It was a meal unto itself. Again, I got the taro and matcha swirl. And it came with this cute little wafer cookie stuck into it. And these little Japanese candies on this little uh, skewer stuck into my ice cream. Holy cow. It was absolutely amazing. So this fish cone is about the size of my hand. And then... It's just the same, that much ice cream on top of it. So it was ginormous. It is so cute. It's like I didn't even want to eat it because it was so darn cute. And it was so delicious. I, wow. And it was sweet, but I don't even know how to explain the taste. It was just yummy. It's, it's just yummy. It's just fabulous. And you need to go. You need to go and you need to get some, especially on these hot days. It is perfect. And they were really busy. Uh, which is good to see. I love seeing places busy. I was kind of shocked. I do also like it because this place sleeps in like I do. Uh, they open, the earliest they open is noon, and that's on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the rest of the week, they don't open till 2 p.m., and then they're open until 9 p.m. They're located at 15591 West Roosevelt Street, Suite 100B as in boy in Goodyear. And again, it is called Suite snow. Now they have a lot of different things. It, it's not just the taiyaki that they have. They have a, a lot of different uh, things that, again, it's just, it's really kind of hard to explain the different desserts. They have a bubble waffle. They have a, a Sunday cup. Um, and they have a, well, and they don't call it the taiyaki. They call it like, a, I think it's like Abung or something. Taiyaki is, is Japanese and my son told me that Abung is, is Korean. So, and that's what they call it. They have, um, mine was just kind of plain, you know, with the ice cream swirl, but they have one that they do up as a unicorn. It is adorable. They have a mermaid. So cute. So much cuteness. You need to go and check it out. I really, I highly recommend this place. It was just a lot of fun. Again, it's called Sweet Snow at 15591 West Roosevelt Street in Goodyear. Uh, it's in a shopping center at Goodyear and Estrella Parkway. Or, I'm uh, sorry, at Roosevelt and Estrella Parkway. And uh, super yummy. It was a little bit pricey. It was like, it was like almost 20 bucks for the two of us. So, but it is huge and it's very filling. It's super fun, very tasty at least have it once. At least have it once. So that's all I got for you guys this week. I hope that everybody has a fantastic week. And um, you can always follow Hot in Arizona uh, over on Instagram. And you can follow me at HeartPrinceAZ on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to keep an eye out on Kelly. She's over there at healthyheartandhappysoul.health.blog. And you can also follow her on Instagram. She is doing so much. This girl is so busy. Honestly, 
I don't know when she's sleeping or if she is sleeping because her brain is working like just a hundred miles a minute. So go and check out some of the things that she's been doing over there. In the meantime, I hope that everybody stays safe during monsoon season. Have a great week. I'll meet you back here next week. Bye.